Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Now, today's episode was going to be um, one that I recorded with my sister over Thanksgiving about Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen the Generous or not so generous, and I'm still working on the editing of that, but with everything going on with the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell trial, I just wanted to kind of do like an emergency episode instead. I'm like recording this on Saturday, spur of the moment, because as we know, well, I say we, like we're all invested in the same case. I don't know how much you know or don't know about Jeffrey Epstein, but basically... God, where do I even take it from here? There's so much to talk about with Jeffrey Epstein. Everybody probably knows he was a businessman, a finance guy who was connected to all of these celebrities and politicians and socialites. And it came out that he was a pedophile, not just a pedophile, but someone who was like trafficking young girls and children to members of the elite society for sex and internationally trafficking them to a bunch of people and there was this woman Ghislaine Maxwell who was like his you know partner in crime and all of this and then Jeffrey Epstein was about to be tried in court for his crimes when he had a very suspicious death in his uh, jail cell and now this lady Ghislaine is being interviewed um sorry (laughs) being interviewed she's in court this week and it's going to be going on for another five weeks and I've been obsessed with this whole case since 2018 and I talk a little bit about it on TikTok but I thought you know why not do an episode because there are so many celebrities involved there's so many blind items about this and um if you're anything like me I just want to do a little disclaimer up top. If you want the most up-to-date, 100% accurate and factual information about Jeffrey Epstein, please stop now and go to another podcast. (laughs) I want to shout out the podcast Truanon. They're actually at the court sessions that are happening, and every day they do like an update of what happens in court. And I really like listening to their podcast because as we'll get into you'll find out more as we get into the episode, but let's just say that the news and the media companies are not reporting on this case the way they should be. And there are conspiracies slash, you know, actual facts that have been proven about how Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of these companies in his pocket and pay people off to not talk about the crimes that he's committing. So apologies in advance. I really should have written out like an outline for everything going on here, but I will say my information what i want to talk about today this is how i view anything basically if there is like a heavy topic or something i have to know i would much rather someone tell me about it in like a fun way (laughs) where maybe it's not like all the statistics and every single date is correct but i would rather someone tell me it in a fun conversational way so that way i can learn more about it and then figure it out on my own time right like if someone has to explain to me a 401k and i have to read a document about it i'm gonna be like fuck that i guess i just won't know what a 401k is but if someone tells me about it over drinks and they just give me 80 percent of it i'm gonna be like oh okay cool now i want to know more so that's what i want this episode to be we're gonna go over just kind of like who the fuck Jeffrey Epstein is, how he got started, his whole like mastermind and trafficking web of girls, and you know how he worked with Ghislaine Maxwell. So that'll be the first half of this. And then we're going to get into the second half, which is all about the blind items and the celebrities who are connected and associated with Epstein. Um, obviously, you've probably heard Bill Clinton and Donald Trump did have connections to Jeffrey Epstein. We're also going to talk about Bill Gates, Stephen Hawking, Naomi Campbell, 
Prince Andrew, Oprah Winfrey, Elon Musk, Kevin Spacey, and Les Wexner, who was the founder of Victoria's Secret. Now, there's so many other people who are involved in this, but a lot of them are like politicians and businessmen and scientists and like, fuck that. Like we're here for the celebrity gossip. So like I said, it's not going to be a perfect intro, um, but you know, let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein and the blinds. And I just want to say up top, I think now is the perfect timing for an episode like this because all of these blind items, they're going to start to get like uh, be revealed as this court case continues. I remember even like, Ugh, blind items are just like so good when something like this happens because I remember reading about the Jeffrey Epstein case back in like 2018 on the blind items and the heiress to the Guinness fortune, you know, like like the the Irish beer, Guinness. She was mentioned in all of these blind items and I was like, okay, that's like weird, that's random. I had it in the back of my head because I'm Irish, I love a good Guinness. Um, and now on day five of the trial, she's listed as someone who they're talking about. And in the True Not podcast, they're like, isn't that crazy? It's like the girl who um, is the heir to the Guinness fortune. And in my head, I'm like, holy shit, Blind Item said that three years ago. So some of these names like Oprah, Naomi Campbell, you might be like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And I think now's the time where we just kind of wait over the next five weeks to see if any of these blind items have validity to them. So without further ado, let's get into the history of Jeffrey Epstein. So who is Jeffrey Epstein? This is the question that everyone wants to know because he, you know, it's funny when people like Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein, everything comes out to light about them. You're like, okay, like, I don't know. I know who an actor is. I know who Bill Clinton is, but I didn't know who Harvey Weinstein is and Jeffrey Epstein is. And that's also what kind of fascinates me about these cases is that, even now when people are like, oh, Jeff Bezos is the richest man, like Elon Musk is the richest man. In my head, I'm always just like, uh, uh, uh. Like the actual richest man in the world is someone where you probably don't even know his name because he has so much money that he doesn't want to be found out. You know what I mean? Like you think the CEO is the highest position you can have? No, there's people who don't even have a LinkedIn because they don't want to be found out. Like there is so, I don't know. This is also what drives me crazy too. When on TikTok, people are like, oh, my God, like the Kardashians need to give back. And like this influencer in L.A. needs to give back because they have more money. I'm like, I don't know. It's just those are just the people that you see. There are so many insanely wealthy people behind the scenes with money that we just can't even fathom. What was I talking about? Oh, right. Okay. Who Jeffrey Epstein is. So this is kind of the crazy thing because Jeffrey Epstein had so much money and he managed billionaires funds basically that was like his job and we'll kind of get into that um and i think when he died his net worth was something like 580 million dollars and he had so many properties and things like that but he was really not that well known like he didn't come from money he didn't come from connections so he was born in brooklyn so just like i don't know some random parents (laughs) keep in mind this isn't going to be a professional podcast but just born to some like random parents he went to high school whatever he studied like math and science and he didn't even get a degree when he left the college that he went to Now, immediately, immediately with his first job, this is when things start getting really suspicious. So 
He was hired as a math and physics teacher for a bunch of teenagers, like fucking, of course, right, teens, um, at the Dalton School, which is like this bougie school on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And he was hired there by someone named Donald Barr, who was the headmaster. And even at the time, everyone was like, okay, this is kind of raising some red flags. Why was he hired as a physics and math teacher when he has like no credentials? He didn't even graduate with a degree. So a theme that you're going to see in a lot of issues with Jeffrey Epstein and how he got these like strokes of luck and these fantastic positions in life is that he's never had the qualifications for any of it, which is what makes a lot of people think that along with trafficking children to the elite or i guess sex trafficking children to the elite a lot a lot of people think that jeffrey epstein kind of had like a side hustle if you could call it that of blackmailing people where basically like not only am i gonna traffic this girl to you for sex but i actually have my apartment which has been proven his mansion and his private planes they were all bugged with cameras and microphones and things like that so a lot of people think not only did jeffrey epstein traffic these girls to people but he had evidence of you know bill clinton allegedly (laughs) i'm just giving a hypothetical example bill clinton getting sucked off by a nine-year-old girl so now bill clinton is totally in his pocket because he has a video that he could release at any time so keep that in mind because Already, he gets this bougie teaching job, and it's like, how did you get that if you don't have the credentials? Was he already blackmailing people back in 1974 with his first job? So anyway, he ends up getting dismissed from the school two years later for poor performance. And this is another theme you're going to see with Jeffrey Epstein. So then in 1976, he starts getting into like the finance world, and he, I don't know, I'm like not into all of this stuff. He gets like, I don't know, some finance job. He's an assistant to a floor trader. He kind of starts moving up the ranks and he starts advising the bank's wealthiest clients. And a lot of people say like he's got a really good skill with wealthy clients. And I guess Jeffrey Epstein, along with being a pedophile galore, just has this knack for like kissing wealthy people's asses and just kind of being like a charmer. You know how they say narcissistic people just have that charm or you know, they're charismatic. And I don't know, I think it's like a, I think it's an illness, but uh, just because people are evil doesn't mean that they're not good at things. So it seems like that was Jeffrey Epstein's talent. Now, after a couple years, just like the school, he ends up being asked to leave because he was guilty of a Reg D violation. He lent his friend $20,000 so the friend could buy stock. And when people found out he did that, Jeffrey was like, oh, it's like a whoopsie. Like, I didn't know that I couldn't do that. Anyway, so he's asked to leave. Then he starts a financial uh, consulting firm. Then that ends. Okay, let's just, you know, I don't, I don't want to go over absolutely everything. So then in 1988, he starts his own financial management firm called J. Epstein and Company. And this is the firm he's going to have forever. And it's a firm where basically he manages the assets of clients who have more than $1 billion in net worth. And already people are like, this is insane because... This guy hasn't even managed, you know, clients who have $1 million in net worth. $1 billion in net worth? Like, I can't even fathom, right? Like, if you make one, you know how with a manager, it's like, oh, you make 10% of everything. If you're managing a billion-dollar portfolio and you make just, like, 1% off of that, it's, like, an astronomical amount of money. So already people, the whole thing, like every single article with Jeffrey Epstein, people are like, how did he get this gig? How was he managing these people's money? And it's just all signs point to blackmail because there's really no reason 
for it. Another thing I want to mention here, um, J. Epstein and Company. I think Epstein had a little bit of an obsession with his initials. I actually, when all of this happened, I'm like such a freak. I've been obsessed with the case for a long time. Um, I went up to his mansion on the Upper East Side. Oh my God, I have such a good story. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll have to save that for the end after the history. Um, yeah, should, should, I'm like, should I say it now? No, I'll save it. I'll save it before the blind items, after the history. But yeah, so I went to his mansion and next to the door, which by the way, it's like, it is the most stunning, magnificent, huge building you've ever seen in your life. The door is like, you could stack five of me on top of each other. It's so tall, big, strong wood oak doors. The sidewalk in front of it is heated. So that way the ice will like melt no matter what in the winter. And on the side next to his door, there was a gold plate of initials with J-E next to the door. It was so spooky looking at it. And then I remember I went a week later again to go look at the house and the initials were gone. So I guess someone ripped them off. And you'll hear about the Epstein Island. You know, he he had a place in Palm Beach. He had a place in New York. He also had his whole entire island called the Island of Little St. James. And on all of the buildings across that island, the initials J-E were next to every single door. It's like so weird. All of these pedophiles, they're all into like symbolism and like their own legacy and their initials and their face. It's just like creepy shit. Okay, anyway, so then, so he starts this financial management firm and he's managing billionaires' assets, which is just like, what a good gig. Now, what's happened, what's interesting here is that the only publicly known client of Jeffrey Epstein, that, you know, a lot of them were privately known, was a guy named Les Wexner. His full name is Leslie, but we're going to call him Les Wexner. That's kind of what he goes as. And you might know of him as the chairman and CEO of Victoria's Secret. Also, like, the limited but you know who cares about the limited so he was the ceo of victoria's secret and epstein starts managing his money also that entire huge mansion that epstein has in new york guess what it was a gift to him from les wexner that seven story i think they say it's the largest single dwelling home in all of manhattan anyway it was a gift from les wexner which once again there has to be blackmail involved because if someone's if Jeffrey Epstein is managing Les Wexner's gigantic billion-dollar fortune. It's like, okay, that's nice enough. Why the fuck would you gift him a mansion in New York City? It's just, like, absolutely insane. Anyway, so Epstein starts making, like, a shit ton of money. And at this point, him and Ghislaine Maxwell have already met. So let's talk about this British socialite, Ghislaine Maxwell, whose name really looks like it should be called Ghislaine. She is the daughter of this guy named Robert Maxwell, and he's like this bougie guy in Britain who has all of these connections. He started this publishing company, and he had a very suspicious death. He died on a boat called the Lady Ghislaine, because I guess he named it after his daughter, and it was like, oh, he just fell off the boat. It was really mysterious. Um, There was just a whole lot of sorry about the horns. There was a whole lot of secrecy around it, and when he died off of that boat, there was 590 million dollars missing that he had like stolen from his company which is a fucking huge amount of money and a lot of people think that jeffrey epstein ended up pocketing that money or he gave it to him somehow so just keep that in mind Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein meet and allegedly they date for a little bit but then they just become friends and it seems like 
Ghislaine is interested in Epstein, and Epstein is a pedophile who is interested in children. So Ghislaine's telling a bunch of people that like Jeffrey could take care of her, both emotionally and financially, and all of this stuff, which is weird because like she already has a fortune of her own. So they become like in I think around the 1980s, they become like a little duo, and they're always seen together. And you'll see this in the court cases coming up, but. Everyone always talks about the two questions that come up is one, how the fuck did Jeffrey Epstein make all of his money? And two, what is the relationship between Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? Because it's like they're dating, but they're not dating and they work together. But like she's his employee, but like she manages his house and why would she do that if she's so rich already so it's just such a weird weird thing what we know now is that they were trafficking children together but until anyone admits that in court you know it's all fucking alleged so anyway so that is basically how jeffrey epstein got all of his money and how him and glane started to be together now we're gonna get into the very first uh uh conviction that happened against them So here's what you need to know. Jeffrey Epstein was molesting and sex trafficking children for a long time, but he was caught and convicted in 2008 in Florida about it. So here's the little fucked up scheme that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell would do. They would go to like the poorest areas of Florida, the most underserved where the girls are really going to be in need and really suffering. And they would literally, like actual creepy perverts, wait outside school for like school to let out. And then as girls would be walking home, they would approach them, you know, the good looking ones and be like, hey, we have this deal for you. Like Ghislaine would be like, you know, Jeffrey's this guy. He likes massages. I can teach you how to massage. It's really easy. We give you $300 for every massage. And that's, you know, that's about it. And the girls would be like, oh my God, $300. That's insane. Let me go get on my bicycle and ride over to this mansion in Palm Springs and give this guy a massage. And I think we know what happens it's so isn't it so weird too how with harvey weinstein and jeffrey epstein they're always in bathrobes asking for massages like i don't know it's just oh it's just so weird okay anyway so the girl would go to give jeffrey epstein the massage and she would get molested by jeffrey epstein now what makes this even worse is that a lot of the times Ghislaine Maxwell would be there. Sometimes they say, the victims say that there would be threesomes or orgies. They focused a lot on like oral sex. There were sex toys involved. And the girl said that Ghislaine, not only would she like traffic the girl and bring her there and set everything up. She was like the organizer of all of this fuckery. But she would also be in the room, like, reading a magazine while Jeffrey Epstein came all over this girl. Or she would be telling the girl what makes Jeffrey Epstein happy or things like that. So while she might not have been directly molesting these girls, she was 100% in on it and encouraging it and normalizing it to make these young girls think that this was entirely normal. Don't go reporting it to anyone because this is just what happens. Here's how you made your 300 bucks. And of course, you can't expect, like, a 14-year-old girl to do anything about this. So... Then what makes it even more messed up was that they started like a pyramid scheme of multi-level marketing these young girls for trafficking. So the 14-year-old girl would leave and Ghislaine would say, hey, if you go get one of your friends to come over here and give a massage, and by the way, the younger the better, we'll give you an extra $100 for bringing your friend here. So she would turn these like little 14-year-old girls in Florida out to be pimps who would help her traffic basically. So that was going on for years, and finally, enough girls came forward 
so, so brave of them. And they were able to report it. And it's interesting because this had been reported for a really long time. But Jeffrey Epstein, we'll find this out, has a shit ton of people in his pocket. And it was just pushed to the bottom of every case. I remember there was one story of a victim who's come forward publicly to talk about all of this. And she was a violinist at a summer camp. And Jeffrey Epstein had made a donation to the summer camp. It's such a creepy, fucked up, like, regimen that he had, you know? Make a huge donation to the school, then go to the school and look for a young girl. Make a huge donation to a summer camp, then, you know, drive by to see how my donation is doing. And by the way, I'm going to talk to a bunch of the young girls there. It's just so creepy. Anyway, so a victim came forward publicly saying that she was a violinist at a summer camp and Jeffrey and Ghislaine drove up like, oh my God, like creepy little road trippers anyway. And they ended up talking to this girl, molesting her. The girl took it. She reported it to someone. She said she literally saw them write it down. And as she left, she saw them put it at the very bottom stack of the papers. She didn't hear anything about it. But a week later, Ghislaine started threatening her life. She had to quit violin. She had to change her name. She had to move to a place where nobody could ever find her um, until Ghislaine was arrested because this girl had literally been in hiding ever since. So what were we talking about? Okay. So then enough girls finally report what's going on with Jeffrey Epstein in Florida. And eventually the FBI gets involved. So the FBI gets involved. There's, I think, 80 victims who had come forward and 60 that they were able to locate. And all of these girls, by the way, like any, I think we can all agree that it 100% happened. They all know how to describe Jeffrey Epstein's penis, which, by the way, everyone says is egg-shaped, an egg-shaped penis. They all know exactly, like, you go into this house, you turn left, there's the stairs, the massage room is there, a picture of the painting is here, you know, like, there's DNA all over the house. And, by the way, when they raided the house back in Florida, all of the computers, everything was gone. So somebody had tipped off Jeffrey Epstein, because, like I said, he has so much money, people are in his pocket, that he was able to get rid of evidence that would have put him away for longer. So they do end up convicting him. But he gets this deal that literally nobody has ever heard of before. So he pleaded guilty to a state charge of uh, having prostitution with a girl who was below age 18. And he was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Now, here's where it gets really crazy. This guy, Alexander Acosta, was the one who gave him the plea deal. And it is a plea deal that nobody, literally nobody, has ever heard of before. So they gave Jeffrey Epstein 18 months in prison and any of his co-conspirators, they said, are completely removed from this case and never have to talk about it ever again. It's going to be totally sealed. So that's Ghislaine Maxwell. That's anyone who helped traffic the girls. That's anyone who knew about it. Any single person who knew about this, you know, what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein, they never have to talk about it or testify it ever again. And like that doesn't happen. That never happens. Everyone, when you hear stories, all these lawyers are like, that's absolutely insane that that would happen. So Jeffrey Epstein is sentenced to 16 months in prison. And here's where you're really going to want to eat the rich. Once again, he has everyone in his pocket. Ugh. And like I'm looking at his um, photograph right now that was taken in 2013 for the sex offender registry. And he's like smiling in it. It's disgusting. By the way, I will be posting everything I talk about here. There's so many photos and pictures like that. They're all going to be up on my Instagram because that's like the that's like the negative of a podcast. I like I can paint a word picture, but 
like these pictures are going to be pretty uh okay anyway let me just move on so yes he's serving 18 years in prison but can you believe it he gets his own private wing of the jail right and he's also able to um go into the attorney's room his because his cell his cell door is unlocked he's able to go into the attorney's room whenever he wants where a television was installed for him and he also is able to have this thing where he has work release so because of his job he's able to leave the jail for 12 hours a day six days a week and go back to his mansion and just hang out is that not insane it's absolutely insane. And when he was at the jail, he was able to have people sign in and visit them. And a lot of the people on the visitor logs, guess what? They're 14-year-old girls. So it's like absolutely insane. What's that sound? Okay, sorry. It was absolutely insane. 100% the government was like completely in on this. Like no one's ever seen a plea deal like that. And then that's what makes people think, holy fucking shit, Jeffrey Epstein has blackmail on Bill Clinton, President Trump, all of these politicians. And it's just like, it's one thing to blackmail the CEO of Victoria's Secret, and then you get a nice house out of it. But if you blackmail a politician or a judge, guess what you get out of it? You get to not be in jail as you serve your 18 months in prison. Absolutely insane. So what's important to note is that he was convicted or he pled guilty to this charge in 2008. So there's a bunch of pictures of Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell with people because, you know, they were fucking rich. They were socialites. They knew everyone. If anyone was friends with Jeffrey Epstein before 2008, in my mind, I go, okay, we're just going to say it's lukewarm. Anyone who was with Epstein or Glenn multiple times after 2008, guilty, guilty, guilty. Because he was at, I mean, there's a picture of him on the sex offender registry. And it's not just like sex offender, like I was rough with someone, not that that's good either. But it is for below the age of 18. You know, it's for pedophilia. It's for child molestation. So anyway, we're going to get into that. Sorry, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. It's just like so big. Okay. Let's let's move on. We're going to be wrapping up the history of this soon. So that happens in Florida. Then Jeffrey Epstein's he's out. He's walking around. He's a free man. He's wearing his Harvard sweatshirt, even though he didn't go to Harvard. He's got like some weird fucking obsession with Harvard. And he's just living life. He's just living life, you know, being rich at this point. It's pretty, it's not well known because it's trying to be covered up and we'll get into that later, who covered up what. But at this point, he's walking around free, but people do know about Jeffrey Epstein. And this is where I first hear of him. I'm deep on Reddit one night and I'm on like the conspiracy subreddits and I see something about Jeffrey Epstein and I end up watching this video that the Miami Herald put together. They're a publication that was really breaking all of this when it was happening. And I watched this entire video with all of these stories. They interviewed like 50 different victims and I'm like, okay, wait, why are we not freaking out about this Jeffrey Epstein guy? Like he is out walking around right now like a free man and it's very obvious that all of this stuff is going on and it's because he got that insane plea deal so they're like you know what he served his time in florida so like what are you gonna do he served his time and now he's out i guess that's how it works then you have this victim virginia she's one of the main ones speaking out about all of this and she has the fantastic idea where sure what he did in florida was taken care of but she 
takes him to court. I don't, I don't know the right lingo, so please excuse me. But she basically takes him to court for a lawsuit in New York because she's like, yeah, you raped people in Florida, but let's take it to the state court of New York because a lot of shit went down there too. So that was when in 2018, 2019, this case was reopened because it was like, okay, yes, it was handled in Florida, but let's talk about what was handled in New York. Um, And that's kind of the case that's going on now, although, how do I say it? So, So Jeffrey Epstein was arrested, but then when he was in jail awaiting his trial, that's when he quote unquote killed himself. And that's what I want to talk about right now. So Jeffrey Epstein was put in a jail in New York, and he had a cellmate for a little bit, and his cellmate was a former police officer. And one day, Jeffrey Epstein is found unconscious on the floor of his cell, and they look into it, and he's got, like, these marks on his neck, and it's like, did he try to hang himself? Was he strangled? We don't know. We can't really tell, but we're going to put him on suicide watch because he could have been attacked by his cellmate, but he also could have tried to off himself. So at this point in 2019, July 23rd, they put him on suicide watch and they put him in his entire own unit. And because he's on suicide watch, there's special protocols that happen. Now we know what we know what happens here. (laughs) He quote unquote dies in his jail cell. So here's what happened the night of August 9th, 2019. Epstein is alone in his cell. He's on suicide watch. And this night, even though a guard is supposed to look into his cell every 30 minutes, that just didn't happen that night. Wasn't it crazy? The procedures weren't followed on that night of his death. Um, Also, there were two guards who were assigned to check his jail unit that night. And can you believe it? They both fell asleep for a time span of three hours. And Jeffrey Epstein happened to kill himself in those three hours. Isn't that like crazy? Then... There are two different cameras that were in front of Jeffrey Epstein's cell. And guess what? They were working like the night before, but like they just malfunctioned that night. Isn't it so crazy? So Jeffrey Epstein was found dead at 6.30 a.m. on the morning of August 10th, 2019. And anyone who thinks that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself or that there was no external involvement is out of their fucking mind. I actually blocked a guy once because he told me that he thinks Jeffrey Epstein killed himself and what happened at that jail was just like a mistake. And I was like, you're in on it. And I blocked him. To me, it is so absolutely egregious that no one has had to answer for this. It is absolutely insane. Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific criminal that we had had probably since OJ. I'm saying like since the last 20 years and he was on suicide watch and all of these things didn't happen. The camera just malfunctioned. Like I find it insane that not only do they feed this to the public as here, take this a steaming pile of stupid shit and eat it for us. And it's like, you got to be kidding. I know that you think that we're sheep, but you think that we're sheep who's also going to eat shit. This is absolutely insane. Something very obviously happened. And of course, the news outlets are calling it a conspiracy theory. If you think, to me, the conspiracy theory is that he actually killed himself because with all of the evidence... Anyway, so Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Everyone starts going after Ghislaine Maxwell because they're like, we all know that she was trafficking as well. The victims talk about her. A lot of the victims call her a monster and, quote, worse than Jeffrey. So she's on the run. People end up finding her, I believe, in Rhode Island. She's brought in. 
because of COVID, the trial is moved to like a year later. So Ghislaine Maxwell had been in prison. She's bitching about being in prison. She's saying that she needs better conditions. It's like, go fuck yourself. You're actually a monster. Anyway, and a week ago, or I guess two weeks ago now, is when the trial started. So this trial is happening in New York. It's going on for the next five weeks. And a lot of people are thinking, okay, what's gonna happen? Either Ghislaine Maxwell is gonna give up the names of people or nothing's gonna happen and we're really never gonna see justice from the case. And right now, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's insane. She has pleaded innocent to every single charge. And the defense right now is trying to make this case where it's like, you know, who you really need to go after is Jeffrey Epstein, but he's dead now. So you're just going after Ghislaine in place of him when she really didn't do anything. She was an employee of Jeffrey Epstein, you know? She was just an employee and she didn't traffic these women, not at all. So anyway, they have a bunch of victims, witnesses, and what's really crazy is they have Jeffrey Epstein's black book of different contacts, which a lot of celebrities and politicians are on. They have the flight logs of people who flew around with Jeffrey Epstein on his jet to Pervert Island, where they would molest a bunch of girls and all of these things. So whether or not Ghislaine gives up the names, a lot of different people are going to be called like Someone who used to be Jeffrey Epstein's pilot was called and he confirmed that Bill Clinton would fly on the plane. One of the victims was there and she confirmed that President Trump was introduced to her by Jeffrey Epstein. You know, she didn't say anything rapey happened, but as more people come to the stand, we're going to start to find out more. So that is the history of it. We're going to get into all of the blind items. Like I said, check out the True and On podcast. Um, I'm also just going to be doing updates on TikTok and Instagram because it's just going to be very interesting to see what comes out over these next couple of weeks. And let's all just like together send out some collective energy and hope, hope, hope to God that something happens because it's not a conspiracy. It's a full fact that these things happened and no one has been held accountable for what happened two years ago. So like the Jeffrey Epstein case, it was discovered, the lid was blown off of it. And for two years, fucking no one has had to pay for what happened. So it is just such an insane lack of justice going on. Without further ado, let's get into the blinds. So let's first start with who the fuck tried to cover all of this up. Sorry that I'm cursing so much. My dad listened to the podcast and he's like, Shannon, you got to stop with the F-bombs. But it is an Epstein special, so it's going to slip out. So many different people have covered up this story and so many different people are complicit. Now, there's a video, I'll be posting this on my Instagram, of an anchor at ABC and a leaked video was found of her talking about how she knew about Jeffrey Epstein and she was told by ABC not to report on it. So this was back in 2018, 19, when the case broke open and she is on camera saying, I, her name's Amy. She's saying, I had the story for three years. We would not put it on the air. First of all, I was told, who is Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Then the palace, the royal palace, found out that we had all of these allegations about Prince Andrew and they threatened us in a million different ways. And she goes on to talk about Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz, and Ghislaine Maxwell, and basically saying that she had this entire story three years ago, and ABC told her, we're not going to run it. And she says, I tried for three years to get it out to no avail, and now these new revelations, I had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed. And I think that's a little bit weird, because she was like, I'm just so mad that I didn't get the scoop. And it's like, uh, you should be mad that... (laughs) 
ABC is actively trying to not break the news about Jeffrey Epstein being a sex trafficker. But anyway, so there's an interesting blind about this that says um, the Big Four Network, ABC, did an interview with the victim of the billionaire pedophile, Les Weck, or sorry, the, a victim of the billionaire pedophile, so one of the girls. During that interview, the name of the CEO, Les Wexner, from Victoria's Secret, was brought up multiple times for his actions and his orders, which led to the imprisonment of the victim. When the segment aired, they completely cut out the part about Les Wexner. After much digging, it was because the network didn't want to damage the financial relationship it has with their company and its advertising dollars. How insane is that? It's just like the more I learn about the world, it's money really does run everything and people have no fucking morals whatsoever so even though it's just journalism nowadays is such a fucking joke like you have an anchor who discovered a story about jeffrey epstein and they're like we're not gonna run it because we need money from xyz and you have a victim who's saying here's what happened with les wexner and here's how he raped me and they're gonna cut that part out because they need his advertising dollars it's like you should be ashamed of yourself you should not be allowed to call yourself a media company journalism news it's just i don't know and i feel so disheartened sometimes because i'm like it's it's really hard we're like with everything now now you see it being really damaging with covid too where it's like yes you want to trust the science i i trust the science but how are you going to trust the news media when we have so many examples of how they only show us what they want to show us and not what the actual scoop is I don't know. I just feel like we're in a really dangerous time nowadays where it's like nobody trusts the news, the news media. It's it, uh, okay. I'm getting off topic. Let's keep going into the blinds. There's also another blind about Les Wexner saying that the reason why the Victoria's Secret show was canceled, they're trying to say that it was because of like, you know, wokeness and things like that. But they're saying, really, the final nail in the coffin was Les Wexner being named in every article about the show and his connection to Jeffrey Epstein, who used the brand to lure in underage teens, including the latest victim who's speaking out. Let's move on to another horrific person who is associated with the Epstein case, and that is Kevin Spacey. So there was this one trip where they went uh, on Epstein's private plane all around Africa, and it was Kevin Spacey. Chris Tucker, Bill Clinton, and Senator John Glenn. And they had a bunch of different trips on this private plane together. And we all know Kevin Spacey has his own allegations, which was really crazy. A bunch, a bunch of young men came out about Kevin Spacey saying that he assaulted them. And he used that opportunity to come out of the closet. And everyone was like, this is the weirdest PR move I have ever seen. You're trying to gain. Oh, my God. Ew. It's like I'm there's a picture of Kevin Spacey and Jeffrey Epstein up right now. And like their eyes look like they're looking at me. I have to move it. Oh, God, they're so creepy. Okay. Oh, oh my God. An ad just came up and it brought me back to it. Okay, I'm going to another screen. Anyway, so everyone was so confused that he came out then because it's like you're trying to gather a bunch of sympathy and support from the LGBTQ community when all of these allegations are, you know, just because you're gay doesn't mean that you're not a rapist. So anyway, there are a bunch, bunch, bunch of lines about Kevin Spacey um, with this basically saying that, well, I'll just read it very quietly and I'll sub in the riddles for the actual name. So very quietly, Kevin Spacey has been helping out the FBI in order to keep himself from being prosecuting in a seemingly never-ending case that definitely has him on the edges and in a very precarious position. We also have blinds about 
uh, Brian Singer, Woody Allen being associated with all of this. Basically, here, uh, anyone who flew on the plane with him a multiple multiple different times is probably going to be brought up in the case. And that is, like I said, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Stephen Hawking, Prince Andrew, Chris Tucker, and a bunch of like political people were sadly, I don't really know what the fuck is going on with them. <laughs> We also have another blind about Kevin Spacey and Epstein, which I found interesting. It says, the billionaire pedophile was heterosexual, but wanted to keep the disgraced actor, Kevin Spacey, happy when they hung out. So just for the limited time they hung out, he bought a gay dating app and let the actor go behind the scenes of the app to find the contact information of any guy he wanted. And I've seen other stories like that, too, where... um People who own or have access to dating apps are able to use it to find contact information of people that they want to on there, which is interesting and creepy. Okay, let's talk about Elon Musk. So everyone probably knows, once again, I'm like, oh, everyone, as if we're all as interested in this case as I am, but I feel like it was in the news a lot. Everyone's seen that picture of Elon Musk with Ghislaine Maxwell kind of like with him slash behind him, and everybody was like, pitchforks to Elon. If there's a picture of you with Ghislaine Maxwell, it means something happened. And he basically put out some sort of quote where he was like, I was married to Tallulah Riley at the time. I don't really know who the fuck Ghislaine is. She just like popped up in a photo, and everyone was like, Okay, I guess that makes sense. Now, blind items say that allegedly he did know Ghislaine Maxwell, and he was actually introduced to Amber Heard through Ghislaine Maxwell. So check out this piece. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to have to sub through the riddles of everything. So here's what it says. It was in her purse. It was also actually long before the photo of Elon Musk and Ghislaine Maxwell was taken. Elon Musk and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell went back a good five or six years prior to that photo. They met through an ex of Elon's, uh, Tallulah Riley. Although at the time the blind took place, she was not an ex yet. Ghislaine was good at knowing what people wanted and she took her time to get it right. It only took a few parties before she knew what kind of woman Elon was attracted to and several of his other vices. All she had to do was reel him in. She did so. She also destroyed a marriage, but Ghislaine didn't care about that kind of thing. It was business, and her business has always been one of favors. Those owing her favors and Ghislaine collecting on those favors, repeatedly. Enter Amber Heard. At the time this happened, Amber Heard had not yet landed her big break. Back then, she was probably C-plus list. She was promised her big break and was given about $10,000 for hooking up with Elon Musk. With a hidden camera in her purse... Uh, blah, 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 with a hidden camera in her purse. Elon Musk is finally... Oh my God, sorry. <laughs> Amber Heard is finally just talking about this now because she is afraid she did something wrong. The only thing she really did wrong was joining Elon Musk in doing lines of coke between the pair, having sex and sex and sex. Amber... Wait. Uh, okay. Ghislaine called in a favor and she gave Amber Heard a job within the week after she had sex with Elon Musk and she was rising up the ladder ever since. Also, Ghislaine has man also oh my god. Also, Ghislaine has managed to keep pulling the puppet strings of Elon whenever she needs to. Okay, that blah, 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 that was a wild ride. So basically saying that Amber Heard was paid to have sex with Elon Musk, and that was how they started dating, and Ghislaine was the one who made it happen, so she's been able to keep control over both of them, allegedly, ever since. 
Okay, then the other blinds with Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Elon Musk basically say that he has known Ghislaine, allegedly, for five or six years but it doesn't say what exactly they did. So it says, yes, the celebrity CEO knows Ghislaine Maxwell. However, he was introduced to her by the A-list actress who has slept with several of the former female employees. So that's saying that they met through Amber Heard. Then we have another blind saying, despite the mountain of documentary evidence, including photos and letters and different accounts, somehow the public is still nuts for Elon Musk. They forget all of the late nights with Jeffrey Epstein, and his Eastern European collection, all of the young girls. They forget the money paid to Epstein under the guise of consulting. They forget all of that happened after he was known to rape young teens. They also forget all of the parties he attended on the arm of Ghislaine Maxwell after it became known who she was and what she had done to so many teens. So there were a lot of different blind items about consulting, consulting, consulting. So Elon Musk, you know, paid money to Epstein and Maxwell for consulting and financial advice but i think what's going on here is what they're saying is that was just you know the title of the invoice what he was really paying them for was uh to take advantage of trafficked girls like i said all of this is alleged we'll wait and see in the trials if elon musk's name comes up but it kind of seems like that's the story that they want to say which is like oh no 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 i was just friends with them because we would talk about like financial consulting and things like that Now, I mentioned Oprah Winfrey in here. You're probably like, uh, what? (laughs) Catch Oprah Winfrey on the island. Um, But basically, a lot of the blind items say that Oprah Oprah Winfrey knew everything that was going on with Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein, and she just didn't do anything about it. So it's nothing that crazy. I feel like there's a lot, a lot of people in Hollywood and D.C. who knew what was going on and didn't do anything. But for some reason, Oprah's name comes up a lot. Okay. Now we have, actually, I'll do Bill Clinton last. Let's go over Naomi Campbell. For years that I have been reading blind items, I always saw Naomi Campbell's name coming up with the Jeffrey Epstein case, and I was like, this is so confusing. She's just like a random model. I wouldn't even, it's not like she's friends with politicians or anything like that. I just thought it was such a random thing, and it's been coming up for years and years and years. She's on flight logs. There's a picture, I'll put it on um, my Instagram, of Naomi Campbell's birthday party. This is such an incriminating photo. It's pictures of Naomi Campbell's birthday party. There's a bunch of all adult celebrities there partying. And guess who's there? A young 16-year-old Virginia, which is one of the victims. And she's walking around with Epstein and she's walking around with Maxwell. And it is such a weird, spooky photo to look at because everyone at the party is like, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And there's this young girl who's very much like pre-puberty in this like pink spaghetti strap tank top and your heart just breaks because it's like she went to that party to be trafficked that's where the photo with prince andrew comes in i'll get around to that later and like i just my heart just breaks i'm like my god like did she pick out that pink tank top because she thought it would be good for a party like i don't know everything about this case is like so messed up anyway So there's pictures of one of the victims at Naomi Campbell's party, and she's just on so many different documents with all of these people, and I find it so random. So we'll get into that party and Prince Andrew later, but there's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of blind items. I'll read some of them, but the essence of all of these, since, you know, I don't want to read 20 different ones, is that Naomi Campbell was 
involved with Epstein and Ghislaine, allegedly, is what the blinds say. They say that she would help to traffic models and young girls, and her and Ghislaine would kind of serve as the, you know, fucking accomplices that would be like, no, 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 it's totally fine if we go to the island. Like, I'll be there. I'm your friend. You know, girls can do this. And then you go to the island and you get molested. And she was allegedly paid a lot of money to do this. And allegedly, she's been like hiding out in her house slash on the run since Epstein was caught because she's really nervous that something's going to happen to her. So, uh, I mean, let's just start... Let's start getting into it. This was an interesting blind about her Architectural Digest house tour, which lovely, lovely house that she lives in. The foreign-born permanent A-list model got featured in a monthly home magazine. She wasn't asked who purchased the home for her or about all of her connections to the dead pedophile and the jailed madam. Why would you ever give her space in your magazine and not discuss those topics or more? So alleging that her house was a gift to her for everything she did involved with this group. We have another blind item, and this is about, I'll put it on my Instagram, um, a dress that Naomi Campbell wore that had a bullet hole in it with like blood gushing down. And this blind item says, the foreign born permanent A-list model has no shame for what she did in cahoots with the billionaire pedophile and his group. She has no shame that she participated. She has no shame she recruited girls for him. She has no shame that she slept with people in power to keep it going. She told people this week that no one cares she did anything. And then this other blind associated with that dress says, the foreign-born permanent A-list model wore the dress to make a point to others who are thinking of crossing her or ratting her out. It is for reasons like that she has made it a habit to sleep with many of those arms dealers slash thugs that she was introduced to by the billionaire pedophile. And we also have this this blind that I'm about to read is like a little bit QAnon-y. I, I don't know if I believe all of the Illuminati stuff, but you know, it's interesting. It's a blind. This one's for entertainment. Um, and I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram. So since the death of the billionaire pedophile, this foreign born permanent A-list model has been wearing a unique piece of jewelry. She never wore it before his death that anyone has been able to find. It's a pentagram that she wears as part of a necklace and has done so multiple times. So, you know, some, some people get a little bit crazy about all of this stuff, but there's like a satanic looking pentagram that she's been wearing as a necklace recently, ever since Jeffrey Epstein died. And I I don't know. I mean, like it's creepy and it's fun. So I'll put it on Instagram, but take that for what you will. This one is one that I am really, really, really interested, um, to keep my ears and eyes peeled open over the next coming weeks to see if her name comes up in this trial. Okay. Uh, let's talk about just like two random creepos who allegedly went to the island. First of all, we have Stephen Hawking. And I know you're probably like, Stephen Hawking, what the fuck? I have read so many blind items about him being a creepy pervert. Allegedly. (laughs) So let's check this out. One would assume that the family would go through everything and remove all traces of anything that could lead to more reveals about this Uh, deceased A-list scientist sexual fetishes before handing them over to the government. Let us not forget that he was a guest on the island of the pedophile. They were so close that the billionaire modified several transports just for the scientist. On one particular visit to the island, there was a very young blonde looking after the scientist. It is well known that he frequented sex clubs and would lay on a bed and have naked women grinding on him. He loved being seen there. He visited them wherever he was. He had a favorite here in California, too. So what will we find in those papers? 
I actually want to vomit at the idea of children having to grind on Stephen Hawking's lap. That's like an image. I'm going to have to like watch a Disney movie before bed tonight to get that out of my head. But also, I think what's interesting and, you know, I'm not going to talk. Can you believe? Oh, my God. We're at like 51 minutes already. Um, I can't get into the names of every single person on here. Like maybe I will in later episodes or things like that. But so many of the people that all of these victims are saying that they were trafficked out to and they had to have sex with, a lot of them are scientists and academic professors. And it's it's an interesting, creepy rabbit hole to go down because Jeffrey Epstein, he had this weird, and there's quotes coming out about it, where he wanted to impregnate a bunch of women and have like his DNA live on forever and things like that. And there's just a lot of scientists and academic researchers who work on things like genetics and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, all of these Jane Doe's are saying that were on the plane, went to the island, they had sex with, and it's just like these no-name people that you would never recognize on a red carpet or anything like that, but they were really involved with what what was going on. And I, I mean, obviously the whole thing is really insidious, but I find the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was like, I don't know, breaking into like academic institutions and stuff like that. It, uh, it just makes me think that this whole thing was like bigger than it was. Okay. Up next, let's talk about Bill Gates. So ever since the divorce, a lot of information has been coming out saying that Bill Gates was associated with Jeffrey Epstein and everything like that. So there's a couple of different blind items about it. One says, new records show that the wealthy farmer and the billionaire pedophile made at least two trips together to Brazil. The age of consent in Brazil is 14. Another blind item says, I was, this is about their divorce. Um, I was kind of hoping that the split was because everyone in the family was disgusted that Bill Gates was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. It turns out that the rich guy, Bill Gates, had at least one baby with his girlfriend. There might also be a second from a few years back with another woman. So basically saying that the the divorce was because of cheating, but it really should be about his connections with Jeffrey Epstein. Here's another blind. I have talked about this repeatedly, and now you see why he does it. The wealthy farmer, Bill Gates, donates a, donates a ton of money to media foundations and foundations run by media chiefs. So when a story emerged this week that made him look bad, the story about him being friends with Jeffrey Epstein, he reached out, and now the story has changed and become that Bill Gates wasn't always the nicest guy, and it implied that he cheated without saying that he actually did cheat and things like that. So it's basically saying that Bill Gates has given all this money to media companies, and they're starting to talk about he was, how he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Gates got in there and changed the narrative to stay. Oh no, say instead that, you know, remember that story where he asked a woman out to dinner at work and stuff like that? It's like, oh no, 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 push those stories to the top so people just think that I'm a cheater and they don't know that I hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. Then we have one last blind saying, the billionaire that everyone knows, Bill Gates, continues to keep pouring money into media companies and many millions more into PR companies just so that there is a very tight lid on exploring other connections he had with the billionaire pedophile. Oh, like the one time that they left a party together in Santa Barbara and went to a house in Montecito where some models, in quotes, were waiting. Ugh. Okay, now I know we're coming up at the hour mark. Um, I don't know how much I want to talk about Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, because I feel like those are folks that are kind of already in the news, so you might know about them. But I will just give a little TLDR on each of them. 
Prince Andrew, 100%. Very, very complicit. He's been hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein since 2008 all the time. A lot of the victims point to him, and he's actually going to be coming up in the case a lot because what they have against Ghislaine Maxwell right now, her biggest charge, I mean, not that all of them aren't gross and horrible, but her biggest charge is for internationally sex trafficking minors, and the trafficking part is really what they're trying to prove in court right now. Did you take minors over state borders and domestic borders and things like that? So, like I said, there was that picture of Virginia, the victim, in her pink tank top at Naomi Campbell's party, and that same you know, outfit is seen later on that night. There is a picture of Virginia at age, I think, 16 or 17 next to Prince Andrew with Ghislaine Maxwell standing behind them. And this is something that makes me so fucking upset. Prince Andrew did an interview and I don't know how the crown let him go out and do this interview because he completely bombed it and it was to defend himself about the Epstein allegations and they show this picture they're like you know this victim Virginia has said that you raped her when she was underage here's a picture you know do you remember that and he goes no I have no recollection of her that never happened I've never met her before in my life then they take out the picture of Virginia standing next to Prince Andrew and they go there's this picture of her with you. And he goes, well, no, that can't be. It must have been photoshopped or doctored or something like that. And it makes me want to throw my head through a wall and scream and die because it's just how hard is it for women out there? Like Monica Lewinsky was taken advantage of by Bill Clinton. And I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Absolutely not. Blah, blah, blah. Thank fucking God she had the evidence of the dress with cum on it to prove that she was telling the truth, right? And Virginia is raped at age 17 by Prince Andrew. Talk about someone you can't go against. And thank God, you know, like after all this trauma, I have a photo of me next to Prince Andrew at 17. This is the night that it happened. And he goes, oh, no, it was just doctored. And it's like, what kind of fucking world do we live in today where after you've been raped by one of the most powerful men in the world, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, like now you need to have evidence of them coming on you? Like, that's what it takes. You have to have actual DNA of their semen because, like, your word isn't enough. Eyewitness accounts aren't enough. A photo isn't enough. It just makes me so incredibly upset. And Prince Andrew in that interview, too. Oh, God, if I ever see Prince Andrew. Anyway, he also said that her story was lies and it wasn't true because she said that when he raped her she remembers how much he was sweating and he goes oh i don't sweat i have like this gland thing where i actually don't sweat so there's no way it could have been me because i'm not a sweater cut to all of the paparazzi photos of prince andrew fucking sweating because he's a human being who sweats it's just like so completely egregious like it's bad it's like it's bad enough that you did all of these heinous acts to these children but then you're going to look into a camera and lie about it. like oh it, it just makes me so mad okay real quick we'll talk about the presidents and then you know maybe a couple weeks after the trial I'll do like another update but please please like I said look into this on your own cuz I'm not <laughs> I'm not an expert um Bill Clinton let's talk about Donald Trump first and I'm probably going to anger people because anytime I talk about this, you know, people on the left are like, Trump did it and Clinton didn't do anything. And then people on the right were like, Trump did nothing. It was all Clinton. 
So I'm going to kind of give you the, the, the pros and the cons of each president's relation to Jeffrey Epstein. Let's start with Donald Trump. He was friends with Epstein, I think, back in the early 2000s. You'll see a bunch of photos of them together, different videos of them together. And Epstein would visit his, is it Mars-a-Lago or Mar-a-Lago? I'm like, I don't even know. Anyway, that hotel that he had down there. At that hotel, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine would find women at the pool. And I say women, but, you know, they were girls. They were children. And they would start this whole fucking weird massage pyramid scheme where they would be like, oh, do you want to get trained in massage? This is how, you know, you could learn about it and then do it to Jeffrey. And Virginia was one of the girls that they recruited at that like resort. So also Trump has been said uh, to know that or he said that Epstein likes women, a lot of them on the younger side, which, you know, you could say is like a Leonardo DiCaprio reference, but you could also say that he definitely knew he was a pedophile. So those are all the cons because there's definitely a relation there. That being said, Epstein did kick, or sorry, Trump did kick Epstein out of his resort. Now, we don't know the reason why. Some people say it was because he found out what Epstein was doing and he banned him from the resort. Other people say it was a business deal gone wrong and Trump got sour, so he kicked him out. Who knows? I will say during the Florida conviction, when all of that was happening, the FBI reached out to a bunch of people and Trump was the only one who actually answered the phone call and gave some information about Jeffrey Epstein and things like that. Everyone else, you know, said that they didn't want to speak on it. I don't know. I I think everyone in this case is rotted. And I think what I will say is I think that Trump definitely knew what was going on. And he decided just to look the other way, which is evil. (laughs) Um, Also, it came out recently this past week in court cases, Trump said that I believe I believe that he had never flown on Epstein's plane, but a um, one of Epstein's pilots was interviewed this past week in court, and he said that Trump flew on the plane twice. It was like from New York down to Florida and then from Florida back to New York. So let's just keep that in mind. Now let's talk about Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is definitely the one with the stronger ties to Epstein. They, first of all, There's three different pilots that Jeffrey Epstein had working for him, and one of the pilots has released all of his flight logs. And on those flight logs, er, Bill Clinton flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane 26 times. Now, keep in mind, I think that's a total of like six trips, because one of the trips was in Africa where they made like eight different stops. But still, 26 times is a lot of fucking times and i find it very egregious that bill clinton could be like i had no idea what like at least trump is like yeah jeffrey epstein was creepy and we had some inkling of what was going on that's kind of his rhetoric around it but uh, clinton's rhetoric around it is like i we really weren't friends at all and it's like okay well that's a blatant lie you know what i mean so 26 times Uh, And also, we're still waiting for those other two pilots to release their flight records. There's also a lot of different eyewitnesses saying that Clinton went to the island multiple times. Um, The victims say it. The groundskeepers say it because, you know, you're not going to recognize some Harvard scientist who was a rapist on the island, but you're definitely going to recognize Bill Clinton. So there's a lot of information there allegedly bill clinton and Ghislaine maxwell dated for a couple of months i think that might be something that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks and allegedly naomi campbell had threesomes with bill clinton and doug band uh which is just like absolutely like disgusting 
It's just absolutely disgusting. Um, and then there's this other victim. Once again, like, I'm sorry if this is annoying that I'm just skimming the surface, but there's so much to get into, and I don't want this to be way too long. Uh, Sarah Kellen is, she was a victim of, she was one of Epstein's girls, one of the victims, but then she actually turned into a madam who would then also do the trafficking herself. And allegedly she also slept with Bill Clinton a bunch of times and she's been being interviewed by the FBI uh, very recently. So we'll see what happened. Um, I will say that a lot of the girls say that Bill Clinton, they saw him on the island, they met him, but they weren't molested by him. So I think what happened was Bill Clinton was, you know, into 19-year-old girls or young models, and he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein for that reason. That's just my hunch. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I do find it really suspicious that he's not saying anything because now's the time, right? Like, if you knew something, you would come out and be like, I am disgusted. I am appalled, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you were with Jeffrey Epstein and you literally didn't know about any of this or you were completely innocent, are you kidding me? You would go right to the papers and be like, let me tell you everything I know. Like, I'm just thinking what I would do if, like, I found out my co-worker was a molester and I had no idea about it. I would be like, here is all of our Slack conversations, all of the emails, anything that could help. I had no idea. That is disgusting. Let me know how I can help you. I am sick, right? That's what a normal person would do. And if you're involved, you're going to do the complete opposite, which is what all of these people are doing. Okay, we're past the hour mark, but I want to talk about my personal, well, it's not my personal story, but it's my personal adjacent story about Jeffrey Epstein. I I actually have a couple of these because ever since 2008, anyone I talk to who might potentially run in these circles, I bring up Jeffrey Epstein and I know someone who is in charge of his will. I know someone who knows someone who lived near him. I like anyway, I don't want to like share all of those stories because I don't know if I'll like get in trouble for it. But, you know, let's just say it's been my obsession for years. So I've ended up I've ended up finding out some things. So this is one story that I can share. This was back in 2018, and I had just gone through a breakup, and I was seeing a therapist for it because the guy I was dating was <laughs> atrocious, so I needed to be in therapy. <laughs> anyway, and I remember talking to my therapist one day, and I was like, I can't stop thinking about my ex. Like, he's all I think about. The only thing I think about if I'm not thinking about him is I think about the Epstein case sometimes. But when I'm not thinking about Jeffrey Epstein and what happened there, I'm thinking about my ex. And my therapist was like, you know what? I actually have a Jeffrey Epstein story. And like, immediately, I wasn't thinking about my ex. I was like, oh, my God. My, by the way, sorry, my if you hear my jaw clicking, I need to get Botox in my jaw because my TMJ has been like out of control. Okay. What you need to know is that my therapist in Manhattan was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen in my life. It was almost hard for her to be my therapist because I had such a throbbing crush on her. She was gorgeous and like always well dressed. You could tell that her clothes were dry cleaned and like she just had that look of like a beautiful European woman where like their skin is clean and there's never any makeup on it but there doesn't need to be and like their hair is always like a little bit wet from the shower but it still looks perfectly styled and like anyway I think she was gay too and I was just like this is the most chic lesbian I've ever seen in my life. I'm like obsessed with her. So she tells me this story and she was like 
trust me, a very expensive therapist in New York City. She like owned her own clinic and group and things like that. And she was like, well, back in the day when I was younger, she's still, however old she was, she was absolutely stunning. So I can only imagine what she looked like when she was younger. She was like, me and this friend of mine um, were trying to start a magazine and we needed backers for the magazine. So we were talking to people, trying to get investors. And one person told us about Jeffrey Epstein, someone who had a lot of money at the time and who would be interested in this like woman's magazine that we wanted to start. So me and my friend, her friend was like some beautiful Asian woman. um, We went to go take a meeting with Jeffrey Epstein in his house. And she goes, and I remember the minute we stepped inside the mansion, it felt really weird. There weren't any stairs. You could only take elevators from floor to floor. And we took an elevator up to one of the floors to meet with him. And she goes, and we met in this like, uh, like living room area with couches and there was this huge huge Picasso painting hanging up in there and I just remember staring at the Picasso painting and thinking how much did that cost and she said and Jeffrey Epstein asked us to stand up as we talked and he circled around us the entire time it was so weird it made us feel so uncomfortable and we were trying to pitch him on the magazine and he just wasn't really interested and he kept looking at my friend and saying your skin is so beautiful I wish that I could wear it and she said that they were so fucking creeped out and uneasy the minute they like stepped foot in there And then she said that he invited them to some party that he was throwing the next night on his like boat and they just kind of were like, oh yeah, maybe. And she said that they left and they were like so fucking creeped out and they were like, we never want to see him again. And you better believe I was sitting there on the couch like, I don't even remember my ex-boyfriend's name, but I need to know what happened next. Like I was obsessed. Anyway, and all of these people who have met him just have the same... Uh, once again, the Celebrity Memoir Book Club girls, they did a podcast on Katie Couric. Um, and in her memoir, Katie Couric is like, which is so fucking ridiculous. She tells the story about how she went to a party at Epstein's house with Chelsea Handler. Woody Allen was there, by the way. I, di- I didn't even get into Woody Allen in this one. I might have to do a part two. Um, and she said that Katie Couric and her memoir was like, yeah, it was kind of weird because like, you know, the girls taking our jackets and the girls passing around appetizers were very, very, very young, but we just thought it was weird. And it's like, Katie fucking Couric, are you kidding me? You're a reporter who breaks news and you just found it really weird that a bunch of 16 year old girls were like hanging out at this mansion. A bunch of beautiful 16 year old girls were passing around hot dogs on platters and you were just like huh that's weird must be a quinky dink and you left so that's what really steams me about this Weinstein and Epstein stuff is that so many people say it was an open secret and we knew and oh I could have guessed that I could have seen it coming a mile away you know I'm not going to actually do anything to stop it or try to help these people but you know I'm just going to sit here and be glad it's not me and spread the rumor at the next cocktail party and it's just like go fuck yourself like everyone's complicit and I know that people are like you know with Weinstein like if you speak out as an actress you're going to have your career ruined or with Epstein right like he could threaten your life but I'm not asking Weinstein's maid to be the one who breaks this. I'm not asking Jeffrey Epstein's snow shoveler to be the one who does this. Like, I am looking at the reporters and the socialites and the people who did have actual power and chose not to do it. And I find it so egregious that with Harvey Weinstein, it's like everyone in Hollywood knew. And it's like, really? So it was 20,000 people versus one Harvey Weinstein? 
And Harvey Weinstein was so, so important and prestigious that all 20,000 of you couldn't have taken him down. And it's like, no, you're all a bunch of fucking cowards. I mean, that's my opinion on it. <laughs> I'd be curious to know everyone's else. So, okay. Um, I hope that this episode made sense. There's just so much to go over and I know it was kind of scattered, but that is the little introduction to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and all of the blind items. Um, please listen to the True and On podcast because it's just crazy stuff on there i don't have time to get to any questions but next week's episode which will be the one on ellen degeneres i will be going over um the the what's the word uh oh my god questions from the advice box so go to fluentlyforward.com and if you go to ask me for advice you can drop in any feedback suggestions comments questions whatever and i do want to say Guys, thank you so much for the reviews. There were a couple of reviews where people said I literally downloaded the podcast app on my phone so I could go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this. And I can't even tell you, my boyfriend must think that I'm crazy because we wake up every morning. He's like, good morning. I'm like my phone for the podcast reviews. And it's the first thing that I do. And I read them all out loud to him. And they're so, so incredibly nice. And then I also send them to myself at work and I print them out on the office computer and I hang them up. And it's just, um, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to say, you guys, it's nice enough that you listen to this and then to leave it a review is like double, triple, extra nice. So thank you so much. Um, I hope that this was informational. Let's all go take a bath or a shower and rinse this disgusting filth off of us, but also keep our ear to the ground for what happens. So I will see you next week for the Ellen episode. And uh, if there's any Ghislaine Maxwell trial updates, I'll put that in at the beginning of next week's episode too. So thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.